Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching a special topical study, so grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Trees don't strive to bear fruit. Trees, fruit trees, just abide. They just exist. They just hang out. They do what God has created them to do and draw the water. Some of you um, horticulturalists, you know what I'm saying. They just exist. They just, roots, roots just run down. Psalm 1, and you shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of living water that bring forth fruit because your roots are running down deep and chasing after that water and you're just abiding. What happens is fruit is born. Fruit doesn't strive. You'll never see a, a fruit tree going, oh, uh, this is tough bearing fruit. I'm working here, people. (laughs) You never hear a tree saying, apples, 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 come forth. (laughs) It doesn't happen, right? But watch this, but watch this, watch this. But I've heard Christians who are supposed to be abiding in Jesus, struggling and straining and striving to bear spiritual fruit. I've seen that. I've heard that. When they, but they say things like, oh, it's so hard to be a Christian. Oh, it's so hard not to sin. It is not hard to be a Christian. And it is not hard not to sin. The only way to not sin and walk with Jesus is to just simply abide. Just hang out. You hang out, just stay close to the word, just come to worship, come get involved in a Bible study, meet with some guys over coffee, surround your life with fellowship, surround your life with the word. And, you know, we all have to check in where we are. I got to check in. I have my like, you know, you have your self spiritual check. Anybody have have that? Like you want to just check in with you spiritually. And I realized Because I like that self-check. I realize, hey, Rodney, you need to put on some more worship music. This is the truth this week. This week. You need to put on some more worship music. Because I'm likely to have a Bible study on, even even when I'm getting dressed on Sunday morning, quite honestly. I like David Jeremiah. I like Michael Youssef. And I will put them on. I love to hear good Bible teaching from mature Bible teachers. That's one aspect, but also I need to put some, put some, put some music or put some worship. Cause you know what's that, that, that kind of white noise. You want that kind of white noise. 
Because you wanted to start infiltrating your mind and your heart and your spirit. Because it makes abiding even that much more easier. I'm just, that's what I'm saying. It just makes abiding that much easier. So you don't have to struggle not to sin. You don't have to struggle to walk with the spirit. You have to abide with Jesus. And I promise you, if you abide, you won't find yourself struggling and straining and trying to make something happen. You won't find yourself struggling with the ministry and you want to do a ministry that God is saying no to. Or you want to meet this guy or marry that girl that God is saying no to. You won't be struggling with God. Y'all say a better amen than that. Because you are simply abiding in Christ. Point number three, got to move on. Fruit bearing produces. Y'all still with me? Say amen. amen. Fruit bearing. You at home? Fruit bearing, number three, produces the blessing of answer prayer. Now, I need everybody to say amen there. The blessing of answer prayer. Look at verse 7 of John chapter 15. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, y'all looking at it? Ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. People love, first of all, people love this verse. People love this verse. I mean, there's a lot of verses in the Bible people love, but they especially love this one. And the reason why people love this verse, because it says that you can ask what you do. This verse looked like a blank check for some folk. You can ask for what you, y'all still, y'all with me. You can ask for what you desire and it shall be done to you. Listen, or done for you, done to you, done for you. You got to read. Now, listen, the key to this verse is to read, first of all, the entire verse. Okay. And particularly don't focus on the last part of the verse. Ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you because that's the part people really like. But let's look at the first part of the verse. If you y'all come on, read it with me. If you abide in me and my words abide. Now, when you read the first part of the verse, well, that kind of changes the whole context of what you ask for. That's the point here, people. See, this verse, John 15, 17, comes with a double conditional promise. Double conditional promise. Jesus is saying, if God's word remains in you, you can ask anything. If God's word remains in you, you can ask anything. G. Campbell Morgan, a theologian, he said it like this. I love it. The first half of the verse is the cherubim with the flaming sword that guards the way to the second half of the verse. I love that. This verse could read, if you abide in me and my words settle down in you, you can ask for what you desire and it shall be done for you. The promise of answer prayer is reserved only for those who abide in the true vine. Then the promise of prayer and the promise of answer prayer applies. There's a qualifying statement to asking for what you want. John 14, you don't need to turn it. I think I got this. Do I have a verse? John 14, 13, 14. Ah, thank you. I do. John 14, 13, 14. And whatever you ask in my name, y'all come on, read it with me. And whatever you. 
Oh, I want y'all to read it with some uh, some energy or some believability or something. And whatever you ask in my name. My name, I will leave that verse there just for a second, Miss Mary. The qualifying statement in John 14, 13, ask in my what? name the qualifying statement in John 15 7 if you abide in me now we talked about thank you we talked about what it means to pray in Jesus name we've talked about that again go to my verse by verse teaching on either the website or the app and uh, we talked about uh, what it means to pray in Jesus name what does it mean pastor take your pen take your pen praying in Jesus name means that you are praying in the nature and the character of Jesus in full identification with Jesus. When you pray in full identification with Jesus, then you are praying for what is consistent with his will and his word. Let me say it again. When you pray in full identification with Jesus, you're praying for what is consistent with his will and his word. When you pray consistent with his will and his word, Well, that eliminates, give me this and give me that. When you pray consistent with his word, that eliminates the gimme's. Or I want. Or God provide for me. It eliminates self. Now, don't get me wrong. Let me just qualify this. We need to pray about all things. And there is nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with asking God for the things that you need and provision. We are to come to God and we are to ask God for health and for healing and provision and all of the things and salvation and all of the things that pertain to our lives. God wants to hear from us. There's no problem with that. The problem is, is when we pray and we ask God to provide for us and to heap blessings on us that we might hoard those blessings for ourselves. Now you're not praying in identification with Jesus because Jesus came to serve. Jesus came to 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 to, to be a blessing to man. Jesus came to give for God so loved that he gave. So when you pray in full identification with his will and with his word, then you'll be praying in Jesus name. You'll be asking for what is in harmony with his will. Hmm. Let me remind you, if you've been around here for a while, you've heard this. I'm going to tell you again. Prayer isn't getting your will done in heaven. Prayer is getting God's will done on earth. Prayer isn't an argument with God trying to get God to move things your way. Prayer is an exercise where we move ourselves his way. Prayer isn't overcoming God's reluctance, but laying hold of God's willingness. And I will say this. I thank God that he did not affirmatively answer many of my prayers. I'm telling you probably like up around 90 percent. I need y'all to get honest and, 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 and show me your hand for a witness. Uh, some of y'all ain't telling the truth. God, I want this, Lord. You know, when you're young and in love, 
God, I want to marry her. Oh, God, she's so gorgeous and so, look at that nose. God, I just got to marry her. got to look at that nose for the rest of my life. Lord, if you just let me marry her, Lord, I'll be happy and I'll serve you too. <laughs> you too. Okay. All right. You see her about 30 years later, you're like, Lord, thank you. Lord, you knoweth all things. <laughs> I'm just joking. Calm down. <laughs> but don't we, don't we all thank God for the prayers that he did not answer and did not give you? Uh, can you put your Bible down and just clap your hands for Jesus right there? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Because God knows all things. And, and we're his children. What? Well, he's going to give us the best anyway. So, yeah, we can pray about things, but generally when I'm praying about something very specific, then I, I leave with the, the words, the feeling, the heart, the mind. But God, you know all things. And the whole disposing of the matter of God is up to you. So I'm praying this. I'm praying life. I'm praying healing. I'm praying uh, provision, financial provision, spiritual provision. I'm praying, God, with this list of prayers that, that I'm coming to you with as your child, as your son. But at the same time, Father, you are the father. I am the son. You are the master. I am the servant. Therefore, I put it all in your hands. God, do with it all what you want. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. When you pray like that and when you leave stuff in God's hands like that, you'll never be disappointed. And you'll always be happy. You'll always be happy. You'll always walk in peace. You'll always walk in hope and, and, and joy because you trust God. You just trust the Lord, right? Number four, fruit bearing. Y'all still with me? Fruit bearing produces the blessing of abundant life. Abiding in Christ is the source of abundant life. When a Christian abides in Christ, God can work through him to produce fruit. The Christian who abides bears fruit and God gets the glory, right? When we bear fruit for Jesus, we don't take credit for it. Hmm? Galatians 5, pardon me, Galatians 2, 20 Paul said, I've been crucified with Christ and it's no longer I that live, but Christ who lives in me. Paul knew that God did it all and God gets the glory from it. Number five, fruit bearing produces the blessing of joy. The blessing of joy. John 15, 11, Jesus said, look at verse 11. Jesus said, these things I've spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. Notice Jesus didn't say that my happiness might remain in you. Y'all follow me? He said what? My joy. Joy is vastly different than happiness. The world is in a mad pursuit of happiness. Happiness is an experience of the emotion. Happiness comes, changes, and goes, comes and goes, changes quickly, doesn't it? Depending on the circumstances. A person can go from great happiness to deep sorrow 
very easily. For example, you say to me, Pastor Rodney, you come to me, Pastor Rodney, I'm in financial trouble. Pastor Rodney, I need $10,000 to dig me out of my situation. And I say, okay, well, let me help you out. I go get my checkbook. I write a check. These are both days before Cash App. I get my checkbook. I write a check for 10,000 smackaroos. You ain't heard that in a while, huh? Smackaroos. <laughs> you, you happily thank me and you go to the bank. You laughing and smiling and all your situations is about to go away until you try to cash the check. <laughs> See, I actually wrote this wrong because I gave it away early. I could have did it differently. <laughs> right. So you go cast a check and the bank teller says, I'm sorry, this check can't be cleared. I, I'm, uh, Pastor Ronnie doesn't have ten thousand dollars. Actually, he has a closing ending balance of ten dollars. <laughs> See what happens. You went from great happiness to very deep sorrow in just minutes, right? Happiness can change quickly depending on the circumstances. The world is looking for happiness, aren't they? Jesus doesn't promise happiness. Jesus promises what, saints? Mm -hmm. Joy is of the spirit. And we'll talk about this next Sunday. I've been trying to get to Galatians 5.22 for the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace for four weeks now. I'm hoping God will let me get to it next week, hopefully. Because joy is of the spirit. I'm not making that up. Galatians 5 tells us that for the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, goodness, and so on. So joy is of the spirit. Joy is is deeper than the emotion of happiness. Joy is abiding even in the face of trial and circumstances, even in the face of suffering and being forsaken. The outward experience may change, but joy doesn't change. Let the church say amen. And number six, and finally, fruit bearing produces the blessing of security. Abiding in the vine brings a deep kind of security. In other words, you don't have to worry about losing your salvation. We talked about that if you abide. Those who are in Jesus cannot be removed, cut off, or taken out. Also, abiding in Christ, write this down, involves continuing. Or we call it, in theological world, the perseverance of the saints. The perseverance of the saints, or Continuing with Christ. If a person's relationship is genuinely and they are genuinely connected to the vine. Y'all getting anything out of this so far? You are genuinely connected to the vine. Your roots are linked with Jesus. I'm standing here to tell you this morning and I'm a witness that nothing shall separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Nothing. Nothing. And no one. Nothing. You'll never turn your back on Jesus. It is unconscionable and unbiblical that you get trials and things go on in your life and life comes at you fast. 
and you and you give up on Jesus. First of all, that's just stupid. Like S-T-O-O-P-I-D. You should write that down. That was actually that's a freebie. That's a freebie. I gave you something free. You say, why would you turn your back on? Why would you turn your, in a, tri, in a time of trial, in a time, I think I'm helping somebody this morning, in a time of trial, in a time of situation, in a time of deep suffering and deep pain and deep consternation, you turn your back on the one who's able to help you? That doesn't make sense. So you'll persevere. The one that's connected will remain, will stay, will abide. John 8, will you write this down? 31, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. Many, many people never receive the abundance of blessing and the fruitfulness that God wants to give them because they lack staying power. Abide can also mean to stay in place, remain. Galatians 6, 9, and let us not grow weary in well-doing for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart or if we faint not. The true Christian remains in Jesus. He never leaves. He abides. George Whitfield conducted outdoor evangelistic campaigns in the 1700s, a period of revival called the Great Awakening in, in America. Some of you are familiar. Thousands of people responded to the gospel message. And when asked how many converted after one of his sermons, Whitfield replied, we'll know in five years. The point George Whitfield was making was time will tell of which decisions were superficial and which were genuine and lasting commitments to Christ. A true Christian never leaves. A true Christian bears fruit. A true Christian stay in love with Jesus. A true Christian obeys his commandments. A true Christian abides. And let me just come in for a landing right here. Some people. I was thinking this morning. They come to church week after week. They come to church year after year. And they remain unchanged. You know, I think part of the blessing of pastoring for 26 years is experience. You know, when you've been pastoring for five or ten years, you think you all that. Now, I'm the pastor. I'm, the, I'm, I'm studying the word. I'm teaching the word. I'm growing in the faith. And now, when you get some years, I, I tell you guys all the time, I really respect pastors of any denomination. Quite honestly, I may not agree with them, but I certainly respect the fact that they stayed When you've been doing ministry for 30, 40, 50 years and you're still teaching week after week and still pastoring God's people, y'all have no idea what that individual was made of. I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about any man or woman of God that stands together in the with the kingdom of God and his people. And they stay. We've talked about how many churches close on a monthly basis. We talked about that. So you see people come, you see them go, you see them worship, you see them uh, week after week and month after month. And yet they remain unchanged. 
So they come in bitter and they leave bitter. They come in complaining and they leave complaining. They come in arrogant and they leave arrogant week after week, year after year. You come in defeated, you go out defeated. How's that possible? How's that even possible? It's possible because they're not abiding. It's possible because the sum total of their Christianity is in this sanctuary on Sunday morning. The sum total. You know, I've been doing this for a long time. I can promise you Sunday morning is not enough for you to bear fruit. It is not enough. And some of y'all, some of y'all don't believe it. I know you don't believe it. You know, I talk to you, talk to your kids about stuff and you say, well, this is how it works, sweetie. And they go, yeah, 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 dad. Yeah, yeah. they don't believe it. Until they get to be some age and they, you know, they go through a little bit of life and they come back and say, Dad, you were right. And I tell them, I know I was right. Because Father knows best. I know more than you will ever know. (laughs) I forgot more than you know. (laughs) It's not enough. You have to abide. And you've got to cultivate your life as a Christian. Am I right about it? And Christianity will be hard. If you don't do what it takes. Simply stay close to God. Stay that people of like minded. Be careful what you allow in your spirit. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch and Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.